Judges chapters 2 and 3. Now the angel of the Lord went up from Gilgal to Bochim, and he said, I brought you up from Egypt and brought you into the land that I swore to give your fathers. I said, I will never break my covenant with you, and you shall make no covenant with the inhabitants of this land. You shall break down their altars, but you have not obeyed my voice. What is this you have done? So now I say, I will not drive them out before you, but they shall become thorns in your sides, and their God shall be a snare to you. As soon as the angel of the Lord spoke these words to all the people of Israel, the people lifted up their voices and wept, and they called the name of that place Bochim, and they sacrificed to there to the Lord. When Joshua dismissed the people, the people of Israel went each to his inheritance to take possession of the land. And the people served the Lord all the days of Joshua and all the days of the elders who outlived Joshua, who had seen all the great work that the Lord had done for Israel. And Joshua, the son of Nun, the servant of the Lord, died at the age of 110 years. And they buried him with the boundary, within the boundaries of his inheritance in Timonath Heres, in the hill country of Ephraim, north of the mountain of Geash. And all that generation also were gathered to their fathers, and there arose another generation after them who did not know the Lord or the work that he had done for Israel. And the people of Israel did what was evil in the sight of the Lord and served the Baals. And they abandoned the Lord, the God of their fathers, and who had brought them out of the land of Egypt. They went after other gods from among the gods of the peoples who were around them and bowed down to them. And they provoked the Lord to anger. They abandoned the Lord and served the Baals and the Ashtaroth. So the anger of the Lord was kindled against Israel, and he gave them over to plunderers who plundered them. And he sold them into the hand of their surrounding enemies, so that they could no longer withstand their enemies. Whenever they marched out, the hand of the Lord was against them for harm, as the Lord had warned, and as the Lord had sworn to them, and they were in terrible distress. Then... The Lord raised up judges, who saved them out of the hand of those who plundered them. Yet they did not listen to their judges, for they whored after other gods and bowed down to them. They soon turned aside from the way in which their fathers had walked, who had obeyed the commandments of the Lord, and they did not do so. Whenever the Lord raised up judges for them, the Lord was with the judge, and he saved them from the hand of their enemies all the days of the judge. For the Lord was moved to pity by their groanings because of those who were afflicted and oppressed them. But whenever the judge died, they turned back and were more corrupt than their fathers, going after other gods, serving them and bowing down to them. They did not drop any of their practices or their stubborn ways. So the anger of the Lord was kindled against Israel, and he said, Because this people have transgressed my covenant, that I commanded their fathers and have not obeyed my voice, I will no longer drive out before them any of the nations that Joshua left when he died, in order to test Israel by them, whether they will take care to walk in the ways of the Lord as their fathers did or not. So the Lord left those nations, not driving them out quickly, and he did not give them into the hand of Joshua. Now, these are the nations that the Lord left to test Israel by them, that is, all in Israel who had not experienced all the wars in Canaan. It was also in order that the generation of the people of Israel might know war, to teach war to those who had not known it before. These are the nations, the five lords of the Philistines, and all the Canaanites, and the Sidonites, and the Hivites, and who lived on the Mount of Lebanon, from Mount Baal-Harman, as far as Lebo-Hamath. 
they were for the testing of Israel to know whether Israel would obey the commandments of the Lord, which he commanded their fathers by the hand of Moses. So the people of Israel lived among the Canaanites, the Hittites, the Amorites, the Perizzites, the Hivites, and the Jebusites. And their daughters were who they took for themselves for wives, and their own daughters they gave to their sons, and they served their gods. And the people of Israel did what was evil in the sight of the Lord. They forgot the Lord their God and served the Baals and the Ashtaroth. Therefore, the anger of the Lord was kindled against Israel, and he sold them into the hand of the Cushan Rishatim, king of Mesopotamia. And the people of Israel served Cushan Rishatim eight years. But when the people of Israel cried out to the Lord, the Lord raised up a deliverer for the people of Israel, who saved them, Othaniel, the son of Kenaz, Caleb's younger brother. The Spirit of the Lord was upon him, and he judged Israel. He went out to war, and the Lord gave Cushtan Rishatim, king of Mesopotamia, into his hand, and his hand prevailed over Cushan Rishatim. So the land had rest forty years. Then Othaniel, the son of Kenaz, died. And the people of Israel again did what was evil in the sight of the Lord. And the Lord strengthened Eglon, the king of Moab, against Israel, because they had done what was evil in the sight of the Lord. He gathered to himself the Ammonites and the Amalekites, and went to defeat Israel. And they took possession of the city of Palms. And the people of Israel served Eglon, the king of Moab, eighteen years. Then the people of Israel cried out to the Lord, and the Lord raised up for them a deliverer, Ehud, the son of Gera, the Benjaminite, a left-handed man. The people of Israel sent tribute by him to Eglon, the king of Moab, and Ehud made for himself a sword with two edges, a cubit in length, and he bound it on the right thigh under his clothes. And he presented the tribute to Eglon, king of Moab. Now Eglon was a very fat man, and when Ehud had finished presenting the tribute, he sent away the people who carried the tribute. But he himself turned back to the idols near Gilgal and said, I have a secret message for you, O king, and he commanded silence. And all his attendants went out from his presence, and Ehud came to him as he was sitting alone in his cool roof chamber. And Ehud said, I have a message from God for you. And he arose from his seat, and Ehud reached with his left hand, took the sword from his right thigh, and thrust it into his belly. And the hilt also went in after the blade, and the fat closed over the blade, for he did not pull the sword out of his belly, and the dung came out. Then Ehud went out into the porch and closed the doors of the roof chamber behind him and locked them. When he had gone, the servants came, and when they saw that the doors of the roof chamber were locked, they thought, Surely he is relieving himself in the closet of the cool chamber. And they waited till they were embarrassed. But when he still did not open the door of the roof chamber, they took the key and opened them. And there they lay their lord dead on the floor. Ehud escaped while they delayed. And he passed beyond the idols and escaped to Sariah. When he arrived, he sounded the trumpet in the hill country of Ephraim. Then the people of Israel went down with him from the hill country, and he was their leader. And he said to them, Follow after me, for the Lord has given your enemies, the Moabites, into your hand. So they went down after him and seized the fords of the Jordan against the Moabites and did not allow anyone to pass over. And they killed at that time about 10,000 Moabites, all strong, able-bodied men. No, not a man escaped. So Moab was subdued that day under the hand of Israel, and the land had rest for 80 years. After him was Shamgar, the son of Anath, who killed 600 of the Philistines with an ox goad, and he also saved Israel. Judges chapters 17 and 18. 
There was a man in the hill country of Ephraim whose name was Micah, and he said to his mother, The one thousand one hundred pieces of silver that were taken from you, about which you uttered a curse, and also spoke it in my ears, Behold, the silver is with me, I took it. And his mother said, Blessed be my son by the Lord, and he restored the one thousand one hundred pieces of silver to his mother. And he said to his mother, His mother said to him, I dedicate the silver to the Lord from my hand for my son to make a carved image and a metal image. Now, therefore, I will restore it to you. So when he restored the money to his mother, his mother took two hundred pieces of silver and gave it to the silversmith and made it into a carved image and a metal image. And it was in the house of Micah. Then the man Micah had a shrine, and he made an ephod and household gods and ordained one of his sons who became a his priest. In those days there was no king in Israel. Everyone did what was right in his own eyes. Now there was a young man of Bethlehem and Judah, of the family of Judah, who was a Levite, and he sojourned there. And the man departed from the town of Bethlehem and Judah to sojourn where he could find a place. And as he journeyed, he came to the hill country of Ephraim to the house of Micah. And Micah said to him, Where do you come from? And he said to him, I am a Levite of Bethlehem and Judah, and I am going to sojourn where I may find a place. And Micah said to him, Stay with me, and be to me a father and a priest, and I will give you ten pieces of silver a year, and a suit of clothes, and your living. And the Levite went in. And the Levite was content to dwell with the man, and the young man became to him like one of his sons. And Micah ordained the Levite, and the young man became his priest, and was in the house of Micah. Then Micah said, Now I know that the Lord will prosper me, because I have a Levite as a priest. In those days there was no king in Israel. And in those days the tribe of the people of Dan was seeking for itself an inheritance to dwell in, for until then no inheritance among the tribes of Israel had fallen to them. So the people of Dan sent five able men from the whole number of their tribe, from Zorah and from Eshetol, to spy out the land and to explore it. And they said to them, Go and explore the land. And they came to the hill country of Ephraim, to the house of Micah, and lodged there. When they were by the house of Micah, they recognized the voice of the young Levite, and they turned aside and said to him, Who brought you here? What are you doing in this place? What is your business here? And he said to them, This is how Micah dealt with me. He has hired me, and I have become his priest. And they said to him, Inquire of God, please, that we may know whether the journey on which we are setting out will succeed. And the priest said to them, Go in peace. The journey on which you go is under the eye of the Lord. Then, the five men departed and came to Laish, and said to the people who were there, how they lived in security after the manner of the Sidonians, quiet and unsuspecting, lacking nothing that is in the earth in possession, possessing wealth, and how they were far from the Sidonians, and had no dealings with anyone. And when they came to their brothers at Zorah and Eshetol, their brothers said to them, What do you report? They said, Arise. And let us go up against them, for we have seen the land, and behold, it is very good. And will you do nothing? Do not be slow to go to enter and possess the land. As soon as you go, you will come to an unsuspecting people. The land is spacious, for God has given it into your hands, a place where there is no lack of anything that is on the earth. So six hundred men of the tribe of Dan, armed with weapons of war, set out from Zorah and Eshetol, and went up and encamped in Kiriath, Jerim, and Judah. On this account, that place is called Mahanea Dam. To this day, behold, it is west of Kiriath-Jerim, and 
passed on the, from there to the hill country of Ephraim and came to the house of Micah. Then the five men who had gone to scout out the country of Laish said to their brothers, Do you know that in these houses are an ephod, household gods, a carved image, and a metal image? Now therefore consider what you will do. And they turned aside there and came to the house of the young Levite, the home of Micah, and asked him about his welfare. Now the six hundred men of the Dan with their weapons of war stood by the entrance of the gate, and the five men who had gone to scout out the land went up and entered and looked, took the carved image, the ephod, and the household gods, and the metal image, while the priest stood by the entrance of the gate with six hundred men armed with weapons of war. And when these went into Micah's house, they took the carved image, the ephod, the household gods, and the metal image, and the priest said to them, What are you doing? And they said to him, Keep quiet, put your hand on your mouth, and come with us, and be to us a father and a priest. Is it better for you to be a priest to the house of one man, or to be a priest to the tribe and clan in Israel? And the priest's heart was glad. He took the ephod of the household gods and the carved image, and went along with the people. So they turned into part, putting the little ones and all the livestock and the goods in front of them. When they had gone a distance from the home of Micah, the men who were with the houses near Micah's house were called out, and they overtook the people of Dan. And they shouted to the people of Dan, who turned around and said to Micah, What is the matter with you, that you come with such company? And he said, You take my gods that I made and hide the high priest, and go away, and what have I left? How then do you ask me, What is the matter with you? And the people of Dan said to him, Do not let your voice be heard among us, lest angry fellows fall upon you, and you lose your life with the lives of your household. Then the people of Dan went their way. And when Micah saw that they were too strong for him, he turned and went back to his home. But the people of Dan took with Micah, took what Micah had made and the priest who belonged to him, and they came to Laish, to a people quiet and unsuspecting, and struck them with the edge of the sword and burned the city with its fire. And there was no deliverer, because it was far from Sidian. And they had no dealings with anyone. It was in the valley that belongs to Beth Rohab. Then they rebuilt the city and lived in it. And they named the city Dan, after the name of Dan, their ancestor, who was born in Israel, but the name of that city was Laish at first. And the people of Dan set up the carved image for themselves, and Jonathan, the son of Gershom, son of Moses, and his sons were priests to the tribe of the Danites, until that the day of the captivity of the land. So they set up Micah's carved image that he made as long as the house of God was at Shiloh. Romans chapter 15 verses 1 through 21. We who are strong to bear with the failings of the weak and not to please ourselves. Let each of us build his neighbor for his good to build him up. For Christ did not please himself, but as it is written, the reproaches of those who reproached you fell on me. For whatever was written in former days was written for our instruction, that through endurance and through the encouragement of the scriptures we might have hope. May the God of endurance and encouragement grant you to live in such harmony with one another, in accord with Christ Jesus, that together you may with one voice glorify the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, welcome one another as Christ has welcomed you, for the glory of God. For I tell you that Christ became a servant to the, uns to the circumcised to show God's truthfulness, in order to confirm the promises given to the patriarchs, and in order that the Gentiles might glorify God for his mercy, as it is written, Therefore I will praise you among the Gentiles, and sing your name. And again it is said, Rejoice, O Gentiles, with his people. And again, 
Praise the Lord, all you Gentiles, and let all the peoples extol him. And again, Isaiah said, The root of Jesse will come, even he who arises to rule the Gentiles, in him will the Gentiles hope. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing, so that by the power of the Holy Spirit you may abound in hope. I myself am satisfied about you, my brothers, that you yourselves are full of goodness, filled with the knowledge and able to instruct one another. But on some points I have written to you very boldly, by way of reminder, because of the grace given me by God, to be a minister of Christ Jesus to the Gentiles in the priestly service of the gospel of God, so that the offering of the Gentiles may be acceptable, sanctified by the Holy Spirit. In Christ Jesus, then, I have reason to be proud of my work for God, for I will not venture to speak of anything except what Christ has accomplished through me to bring the Gentiles to obedience, by word and deed, by the power of the signs and wonders, by the power of the Spirit of God, so that, from Jerusalem and all the way around to Illyricum, I have fulfilled the ministry of the gospel of Christ, and thus, I make it my ambition to preach the gospel, not where Christ has already been named, lest I build on someone else's foundation. But as it is written, those who have never been told of him will see, and those who have never heard will understand. Judges is a book that gives us more historical fact than it does application. We know that as we read of the heinous acts that take place in the land of Israel before the time that there was a king. There's a cyclical pattern that follows, as is often the case in ancient literature. We saw this in Genesis and even the other books of the law. And Genesis repeated over and over again was, these were the generations, and then he died. And we also see that in um, the, the time of Joshua, that Joshua lived, and then Joshua died. God fulfilled all the promises that were given to him. Now, in the book of Judges, we find that the people of Israel did what was right in their own eyes. And this was a time of wickedness and rebellion to God because what was right in man's eyes is actually in contradiction to what is right in God's eyes. Then the people would cry out. And as they cry out to God, God would raise up a judge, a particular person called by God to deliver the people from slavery in some instances or even just the corruption of wickedness. And God would raise them up and deliver them, and the people would live at peace for some amount of time. And then what would happen? That's right. The people would do again what was right in their own eyes. The wickedness of man as we turn away from God is pervasive. It's not something that happens by happenstance. It's something that we are naturally being moved to, therefore something that we must resist. But Paul gives us even greater insight as he talks about the foundation that's been established by Christ and building the ministry to the Gentiles. He seeks that the Holy Spirit of God that dwells in people would cause the Gentiles to rejoice, quoting from the Old Testament to say that those who had never been told of Christ would be able to see him. This is the fulfillment of all of these things because now we have a helper. We're not just resisting on our own, the natural tendencies of the flesh to do what is right in our own sight, but we are rather pursuing and obeying the Spirit of God that dwells within us to do what is right in the eyes of God. I'm so thankful that today we have a helper that is with us.
that the only commandment we need to focus on is loving God, because with our heart in the right place towards God, all other obedience naturally follows.